Transmitter device activated. Coordinate set for Earth 2. Hey everyone, welcome to the Earth 2 podcast, the podcast where we explore the origins and the development of the DC Comics multiverse and the legacy of their Golden Age characters throughout the Silver and the Bronze Ages of comics. I'm Peter Watson. And I'm David Steele. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Now, we have reached 1968. Uh, this week we're doing issue 175 of Wonder Woman, which was published on 4th of January 1968, a whole two days after Superboy 145. Which is, fascinates me that these are the publication dates, because we're, so, we're so used to everything just coming out on a Wednesday and yep. stuff nowadays. Fascinating. Before we do issue 175, though, listeners, I'm quickly going to tell you about a story from issue 174, which was actually published in November of 67. There's a story in that issue called Steve Trevor, alias The Patriot, and it's worth mentioning because there was a Golden Age superhero called The Patriot. Mm-hmm. Not published by DC, but it was a character published by Marvel Comics called The Patriot, who first appeared in issue four of Human Torch Comics in 1941. And we will actually meet him on the podcast, believe it or not, listeners. I'm not going to tell you how or why, but when even, but he will turn up at some point. And Marvel have had a couple of other characters since then, also called The Patriot, one member of Young Avengers, but they don't really fall into a remit, so we won't talk about them. Issue 174, yeah, the story features the Angle Man turning up and supplying Steve with some special powered pills. Nothing to do with our man, sadly. <laughs> And Steve becomes a superhero for the whole 10-page story, wearing a nice red outfit with a patriotic-style American flag eagle symbol on his chest. Quite similar to the, the Marvel Patriot, actually. So yeah, that's worth digging about or looking for if you're remotely interested. And patriotic blonde hero is called Steve. Yeah, it's quite, <laughs> yeah, hmm, scratch his chin. I wonder who they, what they could have been referring to. Yes. If we ever start doing a Patreon, it's the sort of thing we might do as a bonus. Mm -hmm. If they ever introduce 26-hour days so that Peter has time to do all the editing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. And it's worth mentioning also, as a slight prelude to an episode which will be along eventually, that one of the members of the Inferior Five, called Awkward Man, one of his parents was called the Patriot. But we'll talk about that when we do the Inferior Five. Yes. Stay tuned. So, with all that out of the way, issue 175 of Wonder Woman, January the 4th, 1968. Pete, say, would you like to tell everyone about the cover? I'd be delighted. Amazing. We have a bit of an askew logo at the top. It says, The new, news shoehorned in, Wonder Woman, book-length startler, Wonder Woman's evil twin. Right at the top. And underneath we have, behind a big purple sky, what looks like a giant Wonder Woman, but it's not. She's actually normally sized, who is aggressively attacking a de-aged version of Wonder Woman? This mm. this uh, young teenage girl who's wearing an oversized Wonder Woman costume. And she's thinking... I, I've i just been changed into a child. How, how can I beat this evil Wonder Woman? Gosh. And the background seems to be Paradise Island-like architecture. So mm. there we are. A bit I of think. a temple amongst the foliage. Mm-hmm. I do like this cover, actually. There's a hint of one of your favourite Dutch tilts to it. Just yes. Just because we're all... The angle, we're look, it almost looks as though we're looking up at this evil Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I love the way the yellow logo just bursts against the purple cover. Mm-hmm. It's cracking. The new Wonder Woman. I mean, this, we should remember, listeners, that a while ago we did an episode where we talked about the new Golden Age yes. period of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of limped to an end and been yeah. phased out by this point. You know, we did some summaries. Aside. Yeah, we did some summaries for some of the, the issues after that. So, you know, if you want to dig back and listen to those previous Wonder Woman episodes, feel free if you haven't done so already. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, it might be an idea to, to re-listen to our other Wonder Woman episodes because you, you might find some of the story quite familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the cover. 
in a slight reverse of what we do normally, Pete's going to do the panel descriptions this time because the story is narrated by Wonder Woman, so I'll be doing all the, the caption narrations in Wonder Woman's voice, more or less, apart from the opening caption, which we have on the opening splash panel. The opening panel has clearly the evil Wonder Woman knocking out our Wonder Woman, knocking her head over heels with a zap sound effect, a bit of a vicious double-handed punch, and our Wonder Woman is exclaiming, Great Hera, I'm losing this contest, and to an opponent I daren't even name. And we have a caption at the top that says, Yes, readers, Wonder Woman, beautiful as Aphrodite, wise as Athena, stronger than Hercules and swifter than Mercury, is going to lose a contest for the first time in her astonishing career. And she dares not name her opponent without revealing the first of many startling surprises in the amazing adventure of... Wonder Wonder Woman's Evil Twin. Twin! So, this story is by Robert Kaniger and the artwork's by Irv Novik. It's the first Irv Novik story we've done. I'm a massive fan of Irv Novik. He's actually my favourite Flash artist. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. When did he take over the Flash? When was he handling the Flash? After Carmine originally left, you had uh, Ross Andrew on it for quite a while. Mm. Then Gil Kane did a little bit. That's right, and I remember. things pottered on a wee bit around about then. And then Irv Novik came on and did a decent chunk of the 70s. Right. Until okay. he eventually left, and uh, again, you had a bit of a rotational pool of artists that they use, including uh-huh. people like Alex Saviuk and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Don Heck did a nice run that yes, uh, I really like. Yep. And then Carwin came back to, to bookend his tenure on The Flash. Of course, yes. And there will be, obviously, listeners, there'll be another Flash episode along very soon before mm-hmm. you know it. We'll obviously be doing several key issues of The Flash that were published in the 70s. So, let's get back to Wonder Woman's Evil Twin. We arrive at the top of page two then, straight away. And what's going on in the first couple of panels? We have got a dynamic opening to this story. We have Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor in a three-panel splash. Smooching, smooching under a full moon. Very romantic. Yes. The clinch is getting closer and closer with each panel. Romantic's the word for it. You can almost hear the waves lapping on the beach. And <laughs> yeah. Feel the gentle breeze rustling through the trees. And it must be said, this Wonder Woman, she does look as if she's into it. Mm. There's a very determined smile here as she's as she's going for it, quite frankly. Yeah. So in panel four, we pull back and we see someone watching the smooching couple. And it is Wonder Woman. Another Wonder Woman, and she has a tear in her eye, and she's thinking... Suffering Sappho, this is a terrible nightmare. Seeing my sweetheart Steve look as if he's on a runaway roller coaster from just one kiss from my evil twin. And then in a dynamic close-up, silhouetted against a full moon, she continues to think... Shades of Pluto, but that evil Wonder Woman still has Steve falling through space. And to think that I didn't dream of her existence until 24 hours ago. It all started at military intelligence yesterday morning. We turn the page into full flashback mode. Yep, it's a little insert head of Diana thinking. I was in my secret identity of Lieutenant Diana Prince when Colonel Steve Trevor entered my office. Hi, Diana. Wonder Woman said you'd meet me in your office. I'll not budge from this spot until my beautiful angel arrives. Yes, Diana Prince standing next to the open window, looking back, seeing this happening, and you get a close-up of her on the next panel, and she thinks, Shades of Pluto. How many Shades of Pluto is that? Shades of Pluto twice already, and it's only the second page of the yes. story. In fact, did she say it in the splash page? No, great. That was a great hero. Right, okay. Take a drink every time Wonder Woman says Shades of Pluto. Shades of Pluto. If I don't manage to change into Wonder Woman, Steve might begin to suspect that Diana Prince and Wonder Woman are the same girl. But how can I do it while I'm in the same room with him? And then she's an idea, and looking out the window, she turns back and says to Steve, Why? Isn't that Wonder Woman sitting downstairs in your jeep, Steve? You don't want to keep her waiting, do you? 
No one keeps an angel waiting. What a grin. <laughs> He's delighted, isn't he? He certainly is. Takes us to the next panel. So Steve slams the door and runs out, and Diana quickly changes into Wonder Woman, saying, I suppose I should be peeved at Steve zooming away from me in a cloud of dust just because he thinks Wonder Woman's downstairs, but he is giving me a chance to change into the Amazon. Our narration continues in the next panel. A split second later, I used air currents like a down escalator as... And you can see her swooping down towards the jeep. But someone's coming round the corner already, and Wonder Woman thinks... Great Hera, there's Steve, already downstairs. If he doesn't find me sitting in that jeep waiting for him, he might suspect that I just tried to get rid of him to change into my dual identity. Steve must have rattled down those stairs three at a time. He might have. I mean, well, wouldn't you? If Wonder Woman <laughs> was sitting in your jeep waiting for you? No, I would. Honestly, I don't even have a jeep. Over the page, and Diana Lance. With a thud, as Diana narrates. Frantically, I crash-landed into the passenger seat, just as... Steve finally reaches the jeep and says, Hi, Angel. What kind of landing did you have? Diana looks like she's carefully rubbing her backside here, and she thinks, Ah, a black and blue one, but I did get here ahead of you. And Wonder Woman's flashback thought continues. Making believe he was growling. (laughs) You look delicious enough to eat. (laughs) What an old skeezy, is he? Wonder Woman admonishes him with a, "Uh Uh-uh, no snacks between meals. There goes my diet, says Steve, giving Wonder Woman a peck in the cheek. You just have no control, that's all. He's very horny. He certainly is. <laughs> Isn't he? He Think, certainly is. Does you need to put some bromide in the United States Forces tea, if you ask me? Or maybe introduce mandatory cold showers in the morning? Anyway, Diana narrates the caption for the next panel, saying, Hopping into the Jeep, Steve drove off mysteriously. <laughs> How does one drive mysteriously? <laughs> Perhaps wearing shades or, you know, <laughs> throwing the map out the window. Yeah. Who, who knows? Or d- Turning the sat-nap off. Yes, yeah. The plug along the jeep, Diana says. Where are you taking me to, Steve? You'll see when you get there, Angel. It's a secret. You wouldn't want me to spoil your fun, would you? And we can see, following them, is a rather large roadster. It's almost like a Rolls Royce Mm. in a bright red colour with DW17. So perhaps the 17th Doctor is driving this. Hey, that's a thought. (laughs) And of course, by the time this podcast comes out, we might even know who the 17th Doctor is. Who knows? Yes. (laughs) Knows. Who knows? Jokes. So, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman narrates, I didn't know it at the time, but as we passed a parked car on the street, it held bizarre passengers. And we're inside the car that's following them, and we see three hoods in the front, who are all very suspicious looking. One has a cigarette and is bald. They're all wearing domino masks. Yes. And in the back is a grotesque criminal mastermind. He looks quite a lot like the Green Lantern villain, the shark. Yes. Not to be confused with King Shark. No, and he reminded me very much of the guy in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie who has the line, that was my favourite knife. Yes, yes. Imagine him in a purple suit with a white Mm -hmm. silk cravat. Angled ears, weird eyes, mouth that seems to sort of curve upwards and a weird sort of flat nose that's sort of scrunched in his face. Generally horrific. He's not, yeah, he's a bit, definitely a bit shady looking. Continuing on with the sci-fi references, a cross between a Centauran and a Vulcan. Yes. Aye, aye, that's, that's fair. That's fair. And the first gun in the front turns round and says, Are you still sure that Amazon is the bird you want, Mr. Gargoyle? Mr. Gargoyle hideously replies, I'll never rest until Wonder Woman willingly throws herself at me instead of that pretty boy surf rider she's with. You know my plans. Follow them. 
Pity Boy Surf Rider was a B-side by Menswear on the single of Being Brave. Now, there's a little caption at the bottom that says here, continued in the third page following. You pass an advertisement for toy motor cars, pass a full page advertisement that says there's a new kind of Superman coming. Gosh. With a silhouette of soups, but we're still a little way away from the um, No More Kryptonite mm-hmm. reboot. So, mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't have a lot of Silver Age Superman, so I can't really tell you where that's going. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we arrive at the top of page five. One of the rooms narration continues. All I knew is that big black car passed us. Which is bizarre because the car's actually red. Mm. But never mind. <laughs> the car does pass in and exhaust fumes billowing out from the back of it. Yeah. Which makes Steve cough and say... <coughs> The car ought to have its exhaust fixed. <coughs> <coughs> it's letting out <coughs> a suffocating amount. One of women's narration continues. Even as our senses left us from the gas, Steve managed to press down on the brake. And the jeep screeches to a halt just in front of a lamppost. Mm-hmm. As I fought to regain consciousness. The red roadster has also drawn to a halt and three goons have got out with their domino mask. They all have guns in hand. You can see their suits as well. One of them's got a really classy plaid outfit on and I think he's wearing a turtleneck. Sweet. I bet he is. (laughs) And a dazed Wonder Woman is thinking... Thunderbolts of Jove. Masked men from the other car. Evidently sent by the figure inside. This is all a devilish scream. Her narration continues in the next panel. Somehow, I managed to hurl myself forward. And she does and thinks. Here I help me to keep Steve from harm at the hands of these villains. And she dives forward and box one of the goons in the face. Mm. And, and another goon drawing his gun says, We've been tricked by that blasted Amazon. The gas didn't knock her into dreamland. It's an interesting sort of diagonal split over these last two panels. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not quite your Dutch tilt, but it does kind of... Have a more dynamic storytelling. Yeah, I mean, there's a slight it. overlap between the, the way Wonder Woman is sort of leaning in leaning out from the first panel, slightly overlapping one of the speech bubbles. It really makes it very dynamic. It's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Good job, Irv. So we're now top of page six. Wonder Woman's little narration continues. As I tried to struggle to my feet. Wonder Woman's crouched on the ground and the goons are all firing their pistols at her. But they seem to have the aim of Imperial Stormtroopers because they're not really doing very well. Uh, with a pow, 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 they're all going off. And the first goon says, So you want fun and games, huh, Wonder Woman? The second one says... We'll play Witcher. And the last one says, With slugs. Wonder Woman's narration continues. Furiously, the enraged gunmen sent a rain of bullets against me. But... And the rest of this page is taking up with a dynamic set of four panels, covering the, the length of the page, as Wonder Woman ricochets all the bullets off of her bracelets. And as she does so, she says... Hola! So you want to play bullets and bracelets? It's always been one of my favourite Amazon sports. Keep serving! I love it. Great little sequence of panels. Yep, Lots of zings and pings pings and, and zugs. And, yeah, that was a great that's one. definitely going on the on Instagram. Yes. Listeners. So, top of page seven, and the turtleneck goon says, "Put some lead weights in her boyfriend." Oh, because Wonder Woman has just punched him out, and she says, "Not if I'm in the way." Brilliant clout sound effect there. Yes, and then she throws the second goon, and he says, "I'll make a bullseye out of that soldier boy." Ah. As he hits the ground. Yep. And finally, in this third action panel, she punches out the last goon who was saying, Let me get just one shot at him. Ugh. A whole lot of nothing is what you're going to get. Brilliant crack sound effect there is Wonder Woman. The clasped hand uppercut sends him flying. Again, it's another very dynamic sequence of panels that's mm-hmm. split diagonally and yeah, hands coming at the panels. Very yeah, exciting. I like it very much mm-hmm. indeed. But that's not all good news for Wonder Woman because her narration continues. I was unaware of Mr. Gargoyle stealthily approaching and... 
and Mr Gargoyle has sneaked up behind Wonder Woman and with a large cane, he's whacked her on the back of the head and he says, This hurts me more than it does you, beautiful, but it's the only way I can quiet you after you've made human yo-yos of my men. Over the page to, it's just a half page for this one, and Wonder Woman's narration continues. Stunned by the treacherous blow, and we see the recovered goons lifting Wonder Woman into the back of the Red Roadster. Steve is comatose in the front of his jeep, and Mr. Gargoyle says, Handle my darling carefully. I have a few surprises waiting for her at my hideout. And take along Trevor too. I may need Pretty Boy there also, in case Wonder Woman proves stubborn. And one of the goons says, You're calling the place, Mr. Gargoyle, and so far you're scoring. And then we have a caption at the bottom that says, End of part one. Part two of the Amazon and Wonder Woman's evil twin continues on the third page following. The rest of that page is taken up by mail order advertisement where you can order bike decals and magic tricks and crazy signs and labels and stamps. We have that issue's letters page. We have a full page advertisement for issue 360 of Action Comics and then we arrive at the top of page nine. A caption says, Part two, the mighty Amazon in Wonder Woman's evil twin. Diana's narration for this first panel says, I came to in a huge ghostly mansion on a lonely part of the coast. And it is. You've got waves crashing against some barren rocks. And this looks like something out of House of Mystery. It's, it's absolutely it really fantastic, does. yes. And there's a huge gothic mansion on these craggy shores. Yes, indeed. A skeleton of a tree behind it, a very moody sky. And then we see the voices coming from inside. One of them says, How do you like the palace? You're going to reign in side by side with me, Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman responds, As a palace, Mr. Gargoyle, it makes a good haunted house. And in the next panel, they're outside and we can see that Mr. Gargoyle has Wonder Woman bound in her own lasso. Oh no. And he says, I wanted you for my own Wonder Woman long before an explosion in my lab ruined my face forever, forcing me to wear this mask. But... I'll make you fall in love with me. First, I order you to kiss me. And Wonder Woman thinks, Suffering Sappho, as long as he holds me with my own lasso, I am compelled to obey until I can somehow make him drop it. He's wearing a mask. It's a very good mask. Because the expression does change. And, you know, we often talk about having to write our own DC comic. (laughs) I think we do the origin of Mr. Gargoyle. Can you imagine? I can. I'm imagining (laughs) it right now. And in the next panel, using the power of the lasso, he goes in for a kiss and says, oh dear. You are powerless to resist me, Wonder Woman. Admit you love me too. And Wonder Woman narrates, Mr. Gargoyle became enraged as... And we see he's not best pleased, because Mr. Gargoyle's shaking and looking incredibly angry, Very saying, angry. I might as well have been kissed by an iceberg. That's because my heart fought the power of the lasso. It could compel me to kiss you, but it couldn't force me to forget my feelings for Steve Trevor. Crikey. Gosh. Over the page, we have a massive change of scene now. Yes. Wonder Woman tells us where we are in her flashback. Furious, Mr. Gargoyle led me toward the end of the courtyard, where my heart turned into ice at a terrible sight. Now, remember that scene in Austin Powers, <laughs> where Austin's trapped with the mutated sea bass with the frickin' lasers coming out of their yes. eyes? Yes, this is basically that. We have a pool of water, shark-infested water. In the middle of it, there's a a craggy rock sticking out that Steve Trevor is trapped on. And 
Mr. Gargoyle has led Wonder Woman to see this horrible sight, and she says, Merciful Minerva, Steve on a rock in that pool with sharks circling him. Yeah, it's very helpful to see what you see. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting page. It's a shame that the panels are so dynamic because mm. it's nigh on impossible to crop any down. <laughs> Wonder Woman has been depicted sort of full length, yeah, very flatteringly, and then the panel sort of juts across the rest of the page to see the rest of the detail of the pool. As a, mm-hmm. We can see it being sort of filled in at the background. We can see that he's still holding on to the lasso. Steve clinging to the rock, fear of his life. Mr. Gargoyle says... The water's rising. When it gets higher, he will be within reach of those man-eaters. Swear you'll give him up and love me, and I'll save his life. Gosh. I like how the sharks are just sort of leaping around. We've seen dolphins leap out of water. That's mm. quite impressive. I've never seen a shark really leap out of water. It's, um, it's, it's quite a setup he's, he's arranged here. It reminds me of any time I watch a really old James Bond film, I think, you know, who built that base for you? <laughs> it's like when any time I watch Logan's Run, and I think, right, who handles the plumbing? Could this be the swimming pool outside his gothic mansion? Yeah. Perhaps. Has, has he, you know, customised it to, to mm. become a, a shark pit? Indeed. Anyway, so... And in the next panel, yes. uh, a shark's actually leaping out the water towards Steve, looking very scary, but Steve defiantly just shouts out from his craggy rock, Don't listen to him, Angel. I'd rather wind up shark bait than lose your love. I'll be thinking of you with my last breath. Wonder Woman narrates the next panel, saying, As I stood... Paralysed with indecision. And we have a close-up of Mr. Gargoyle and Wonder Woman. And Mr. Gargoyle says, That will be his last breath unless I order the water to be lowered. Seal our pact with a kiss, or it will be too late to save your sweetheart, even if I wanted to. What a horrible, horrible, grotesque man-creature thing this is. Mm -hmm. Really unpleasant. So Diana narrates the top of page 11, saying, Horrified at the thought of Steve's grisly fate unless I answered Mr. Gargoyle's demand. And this is a great panel, because Mr. Gargoyle has Diana's shoulder in his hand, drawing her, her towards shoulder. him. I thought he was grabbing her by the throat the first time. No, no, it's her shoulder. Yeah, I know, yeah. but it's just that when, when you first look at it, until you realise it's her shoulder, mm. you go, oh, hang on a minute. So she's being drawn towards him, and in between their two heads we can see Steve, and he's still trapped on his craggy rock. On his craggy island, so to speak. <laughs> Keep your hands on the sides. <laughs> Surrounded by these sharks that just want to eat his face. And as he draws Wonder Woman towards him, Mr. Gargoyle says, This time, kiss me as if you meant it. Convince me. I agree. Only please save him. Please. Right, Pete, pucker up. We've got to make this sound. <laughs> Here we go. That's... That's horrid, because <laughs> the next panel, she has her eyes shut almost in supplication, and he's mm-hmm. got his eyes, he's got his eyes open when he kisses. His eyes wide, That's a red wide flag. open. Yeah. That's horrible. God, and he's not even like he's, oh, bleh, I have a bad taste in my mouth, and it's not just from the, the pasta that I had for my lunch. <clears throat> Diana narrates the next panel saying, I'll never forget Steve's tormented shout. Steve shakes his fist from his craggy island and says, so that's all you think of my love for you, Wonder Woman. You've destroyed it by kissing that gargoyle. I'll never forgive you. Never. In his rage, Steve didn't see the dread figure lunge at him, which with diabolical cunning. And with a thud, one of the sharks leaps out the water and grabs the back of Steve's jacket, drawing him into the water. Oh no! Diana continues. As Steve is hurtled into the shark-infested pool, and Wonder Woman cries, Merciful Minerva, Steve is at the mercy of those saw-toothed brutes. It's no use. He's finished. 
it'll be all over in a few seconds. No one can save him now. It's death to be in that pool. There's a giant splash of Stephen the Shark fall into the water. Very exciting. Now over the page, top of page 12, down in the rates, the first panel saying, instantly, I plunge toward the dread pool. And as she dives into the pool, she says, Steve, I don't want to go on without you. Blast that Amazon! She yanked the lasso out of my hand, but it won't do her any good. She'll be too late to save her pretty boy. And sure enough, we can see that Wonder Woman has managed to grab the lasso off of Mr. Gargoyle. As I dove through the water, saw teeth snapped viciously at me. And yes, we're underwater now. There's sharks aplenty. They're all snapping away towards Wonder Woman. And the one that had Steve has drawn him right to the bottom of the pool. And with a thud, he collides with it. Wonder Woman thinks... Suffering Sappho, the shark carrying Steve in its grip, banged Steve's head against the bottom of the pool, knocking him out. Breathlessly, I hurled my Amazon lasso downward, where, we see very successfully, Diana has managed to loop the rope around Steve, and she thinks, Thank Hera I was able to tear Steve loose from that shark's grip before he could harm Steve. And in the last panel, the sharks all turn their attention to Wonder Woman, and she thinks, I'm ringed by sharks. I'll never be able to get Steve to safety unless I can break through that bloodthirsty circle between me and the open air. Wow, this is too much. But the next panel, the top of page 13, is absolutely astonishing. Yes. This is definitely going on the Instagram. Down in the rates, like a human rocket, I hurled myself against the underwater killers awaiting us. The wham! Diana impacts on the sharks in the water, proclaiming, I'll either get through the ring of death together with Steve, or I'll die down here with him. But I'll never leave him. She's successful. She narrates the next panel. As I burst out of the shark-infested pool. And she lands at the side of the pool with Steve in her arms, right in front of Mr. Gargoyle, who exclaims, Wonder Woman, what kind of reward do you think you're going to get from your pretty boy for saving him? It was a bitter one, I learned a moment later. And we see a soaked Steve on the ground, Wonder Woman over him, and Steve says, I hate you for kissing that gargoyle. I'll never forgive you. Wonder Woman, as long as I live. Suffering Sappho. Even while he's unconscious, Steve won't forgive me. He he hates me. Over the page now, and... Suddenly, the sinister voice of the gargoyle broke into my misery. Now that your pretty boy hates you, Wonder Woman, you won't object to my men dumping him on some lonely country road while you rule the roost here with me. And we can see that the domino-masked goons have turned up. There's four of them now. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, there's a new guy in a sort of purpley grey suit. Blue guy looks annoyed. Played guy looks delighted to be there. Wonder Woman's trying to lift Steve up. She narrates the next little sequence of panels, which kind of mirrors the, the earlier sequence of four panels with all the action going on. At the thought of harm coming to Steve, my fears for his safety boiled over like a fiery cauldron. And... And in these dynamic panels, Wonder Woman is taking out the goons one by one with karate chops, tossing them with her hand, double-fisted punches, and finally a kick in the stomach, as she says. Before I let you, thud, harm a single hair of Steve's, boff, I'll send you all, crack, wham, pow, into orbit. Fantastic. It's yes. another very dynamic panel sequence. Top of page 15 now as Wonder Woman continues. Calling my robot plane which responded only to the sound of my voice, calling Robot Plane! And indeed, the Robot Plane has suddenly appeared. Yep. And Wonder Woman leaps into it, Steve under her arm, and Mr. Gargoyle is on the ground, shaking his fist up at her, shouting, 
Don't think you're escaping me, Wonder Woman. What the gargoyle wants, the gargoyle gets. I'll never rest until you're in my arms again. Your love for pretty boy is hopeless. He hates you. And we cut to Stephen Wonder Woman inside the jet. I brought Steve inside my plane. Steve's still obviously rambling, he says. I hate you, Wonder Woman, for kissing that gargoyle. And a teary-eyed Wonder Woman says, Suffering Sappho. Steve's still unconscious, but he's voicing his hatred for me just the same. There's only one place where I maybe have a chance of bringing him out of his coma and changing his mind. Setting the Amazon plane at blinding speed. You see the robot jet flying down towards what looks like a little offset island away from Paradise Island. Wonder Woman is saying, Because by Aphrodite's law, no man may set foot in Paradise Island, I'll take Steve to my own private island and heal him with the Amazon healing ray. And Wonder Woman continues to recall, I soon had Steve in my own private lab. And indeed, we're in Wonder Woman's private lab. This is very familiar, this moment. This is very like the moment in the origin. Yes. And Steve is laid out on a bench in Wonder Woman's private lab. And Wonder Woman is hunched over him as the purple ray's healing beam comes down on top of him. Pray, Hera, the purple healing rays will cure Steve, both of his injury and his hatred of me. And this is, I, can, I shouldn't laugh, because Steve then, lying on the table, exclaims, Wonder Woman, I hate you. <laughs> And again, a tearful Diana in the next panel is right over Steve, almost as if she wants to kiss him. And Steve continues saying, Hate you, Wonder Woman. I can't help myself for kissing the lips which are uttering their hatred of me. So presumably she smooches him while he's unconscious. Shades of Sleeping Beauty here. Maybe she's trying to, you know... Yeah, I, uh, there's some really questionable... Very questionable things you know, in this story. Stuff going on here, honestly, from the way that Mr. Gargoyle was behaving to mm. this. Anyway, so the final panel then at page 15. And a distraught Wonder Woman is leaving her laboratory, her head in hand, and she's saying... I'll die if Steve doesn't feel the same about me. Over the page, and if you're wondering why this story is called Wonder Woman's <laughs> Evil Twin... Yeah, because that's we've just finished page 15. <laughs> so finally, page 16, and it's only a half page as well. It's one panel. Wonder Woman's thoughts continue. Imagine my heartache when I returned half a day later to find that not only had the purple rays healed Steve, but... Now, that's a massive narrative leap. It certainly is. <laughs> the caption does a lot of heavy lifting. We're back inside the laboratory... And Wonder Woman exclaims, A duplicate Wonder Woman? A mirror-like twin of me? Yes, because we can see another Wonder Woman and Steve, and they're having a bit of a cuddle. Yes. Yes. In each other's arms, Steve sat up on the bench in the laboratory, and this other Wonder Woman has a slightly heavier eyebrow line yes, than our Wonder Woman. A more arched eyebrow, and she's yeah. got thicker eyelashes as well. She looks a bit of a sort in comparison to our Diana's maybe more restrained sort of look. Um, that's how you'd be able to tell them apart if you're reading the story. And this new Wonder Woman says, Yes, I was watching your sorry affair with Steve from my parallel world and fell in love with him. That's why I travelled here, to claim him for my own. Steve, with this new Wonder Woman in his arms, says, You're the only Wonder Woman I want. I'm through with the other one. Good grief, that, that's come out of nowhere, hasn't it, listeners? Yep. If you haven't... <laughs> been following the story and perhaps if you're wondering why we're doing this one for the podcast hopefully that now tells you why Indeed. yes so we have a closing caption into part two that says end of part two part three of wonder woman's evil twin continues to an astounding climax on the third page following yeah the end of part two is when the evil twin actually turns up yes so thank you for bearing with us so far <laughs> listeners 
And there's no massive caption to Herald to start part three instead. Wonder Woman narrates, Like an unwanted kitten, I followed my parallel twin and Steve outside, past the identical robot plane which had carried her here. And indeed we see Steve and the other Wonder Woman walking arm in arm towards a lovely another full moon. Yes. Take another drink, folks. Looking very romantic. And our Wonder Woman is thinking, Steve is only getting back at me for kissing the gargoyle. He'll stop when he realises I've suffered enough. But to my anguish... This is a wonderful panel as well. We have the new Wonder Woman and Steve kissing, kissing in shadows. And our Wonder Woman is looking pretty much over her shoulder, all teary-eyed again. We're obviously back at the start of the, the story prop on page two. We've kind of caught up with that part of it. And a teary-eyed Wonder Woman is thinking, Merciful Minerva, my evil twin and Steve in a runaway roller coaster after just one kiss. She narrates the next panel. Finding the scene unbearable, I flip to my magic lasso at my evil twin. And she catches it in it and she thinks, I can't stand this any longer, unwanted or not. I'm going to put a stop to it. And she says out loud, I command you to go back where you came from at once. However, Diana narrates the next panel, to my astonishment, an evil Wonder Woman throws the lasso back at our Wonder Woman and she says, I'll go back when I'm good and ready and I'll take Steve with me. You'll come with me, won't you, handsome? You won't have to coax me, angel. And our Wonder Woman thinks, Shades of Pluto, my magic lasso has no effect on my evil twin. And Steve seems to be completely in her power. Over the page now, and suddenly lots of Amazons have turned up because, <laughs> <laughs> because Wonder Woman continues her narration. I was unaware that my mother, the Queen, and her court of Amazons had come over to visit me. Yep, tons of Amazons around. Wonder Woman and evil, as we're going to call her, Wonder Woman, and their arched eyebrows with Steve in the front of the panel. The other Amazons around. Our Wonder Woman says, Mother, what am I going to do about Steve? And Hippolyta says, as an Amazon, there's only one thing you can do, Diana. Compete with your parallel twin for Steve. The loser to give him up forever. That's not very supportive, is it? Well, but it is very Amazonian. Yep. That's all they ever seem yeah. to do is have contests for things. Worth pointing out, this is a blonde version yes, of, of, of Wonder Woman's mum. Mm -hmm. If you had listened to our other Wonder Woman episode, you'll be aware that we talked about the differences. So, panel two. Arched eyebrow nasty Wonder Woman says, As the challenged one... I claim the right to name the terms of the contest. I hereby name my own parallel world as the place where we'll compete for Steve. And I demand that only Steve and Wonder Woman be present. And our Wonder Woman pensively puts a hand up to her face and says, I, I, I'm compelled to agree. A few moments later. Both Wonder Woman in their planes. Evil Wonder Woman and Steve have flown off already. Our Wonder Woman's talking to her mum and says, I'd better say farewell, mother if I'm to follow my duplicate and Steve to her parallel world. Good luck, Diana. And be careful. Who knows what startling surprises may be in store for you there. Wonder Woman narrates the next caption. I followed the identical robot plane into a strange cloud. And we're in the cockpit of her invisible plane. And indeed she's following the other robot plane. And surrounding them, there's a hint of a kind of a purple mist. Purple background, sort of wispiness yeah. in the, the foreground, mm -hmm. sort of drifting over our Wonder Woman, who says... How lonely it is without Steve. Here I help me win him back. Wonder Woman narrates the next caption. On the other side of the cloud. And we see, yes, the plane emerging from amongst the, the purple cloud that's surrounding them on the previous panel, bearing down towards this other island. And our Wonder Woman is thinking, there's the parallel world. It looks exactly like a mirror image of ours, but it's governed by different laws. I wonder what. Well, 
I'll soon find out. How does she know it's governed by different Yeah, rules? it's a bit of a jump. There it's, we are. There's a lot of jumps. Okay, so top of page 19 now. While the duplicate Amazons watched... And yes, among the duplicate Amazons that are all standing watching is a version of Queen Hippolyta. Gosh. Evil Wonder Woman is leading Steve into her version of her laboratory, and she's saying... Steve, stay in my laboratory until the winner comes to claim you. Steve replies... I know it's going to be you, doll. What the heck has happened to Steve? Steve's always like this. Is he? Yeah. Really? He's that much? Why does he... Oh, man. I've said this before. He's horrible. I've said this before many times. I really don't like the dynamics of a lot of the relationships that these comics Mm. are showing. I've said it many times about what we've seen in the Lois Lane stories we've done already. You know, the horrible male-female dynamic that the kids are being taught. It's Mm. horrendous. Anyway, our Wonder Woman is at the foreground of this panel as they want to walk up the stairs into the lab and she's thinking, It breaks my heart to see Steve gush over my twin rival, but I must think only of winning. Now the contests begin as our Wonder Woman's narration continues. My evil twin led me to a cliff and had us bound both with her lassos. And that's what we can see. We can see the Wonder Woman with their legs being bound by Amazons. And the evil Wonder Woman explains the first challenge. The first competition will be to dive off this cliff, swim underwater to Sweetheart's Rock and back, and climb up the cliff again, with our legs bound. Agreed, Wonder Woman? And our Wonder Woman says, Agreed. And Diana's narration continues, An instant later, at a signal, And we see both of the Wonder Woman with their feet bound, diving off the cliff, very dramatic, this panel. And our Wonder Woman thinks, I'm glad Steve isn't watching. It would make me very nervous, like this. All I have to do now is concentrate on winning. We both hit the water at the same time. And Wonder Woman continues to think as they splash into the sea. I must make this dive as shallow as possible, or I'll fall behind her. And now they're both underwater, and they're zooming ahead through the water, and Wonder Woman narrates... As we torpedoed forward... And then she thinks... We're evenly matched. It's impossible for me to gain an inch on her. So we arrive at the top of page 20. Our Diana's narration continues... As we both started back from the Sweetheart Rock underwater marker... And we can see them swimming back from the rock. And actually, you see it upside down in this panel, and it is, it's a love heart shape. But it's just quite strange, because obviously we are looking at it upside down. Yeah. But something is occurring, because our Wonder Woman on her swim back is thinking... Shades of Pluto, I, I feel strange. Something is happening to me. And the next panel, she starts to drop behind the evil Wonder Woman, and she continues to think... My, my clothes don't fit me! Indeed, they seem to be loose and baggy on her. Mm. And in the next panel, we can see up close, it looks like she's shrunk, she's younger! My goodness! And she's thinking... Great Hera, my duplicate is leaving me behind! Our Diana's having to grab hold of her costume to protect her modesty, as evil arched eyebrow Wonder Woman swings off. Our Wonder Woman narrates the next panel, saying... Suddenly, I realised what had happened! In a great close-up, our Diana's thinking, Merciful Minerva, in this parallel world, I have become younger, until I am just a teenager. Indeed, and you can even see that the tiara is yes. loose in her head as well. Gosh. Gosh. In the next panel, she's finished her swim, and she's trying desperately to climb up the side of the cliff, and she narrates, I strained every nerve, but as I reached the cliff, she's obviously struggling to climb, she's thinking, I, I'm no match for the adult Wonder Woman of this parallel world, with all her powers. And her feet are still bound in that panel. Aye. Shopping, isn't it? I wonder if, like, you know, maybe you'd have thought maybe when she started to shrink, the, the rope would have perhaps Loosens, fallen away. I don't yeah. know, maybe not. So we're at the top of page 21 now, listeners. Diana's climbed out of the water. She's standing in front of the other Amazons and she narrates, Mocking laughter cut into me like a slashing whip as I returned. 
And indeed, there's a group of Amazons all looking at her. They're all in stitches. The Queen says, look at her. Another Amazon says, she's a mess. And yet another one who's standing next to Evil Wonder Woman says, she hasn't a chance. Evil Wonder Woman is just sneering. Yep. Very, very satisfying look in her face there. Mm. Our Wonder Woman's sort of standing in the middle, clutching her now ridiculously oversized clothes, yes. water dripping from her, and, and of course the glow coming from her boots because she was indeed bound with her own lasso. Mm. She narrates the next panel saying, The next contest was a jumping one, and as I tried to overtake the evil Wonder Woman... And literally we see just that, both of the Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl now, leaping into the air. Evil Wonder Woman is far higher up than our Wonder Woman, and she's just laughing, going, ha 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 ha. And our Wonder Woman, still clutching at her uniform, yep. trying to keep it on, is much further down. She's thinking, she's making a fool out of me, leaving me so far behind. That isn't a contest. And then she narrates the next panel, saying, the third and last contest was a wrestling one. And as I hurled myself at my opponent, desperately. This is grossly unfair. Basically, Evil Wonder Woman just slaps our Wonder Woman away. It's yep. terrible with a thwap. Gosh. And as she falls back, our Wonder Woman thinks, I've got to try hard for Steve. Oh, oh that's horrible. Then she thinks for the next caption, in an instant, Evil Wonder Woman has jumped on our Wonder Woman and has wrestled her to the ground. And she says, Wriggle like a sardine, you little fool. I've won the contest, and Steve, admit it. I, I have to admit, you beat me. Penny Caption says continued in second page following. We pass a, appropriately enough given what's going on, we pass a full page advertisement for self-defence, and we arrive at the top of page 22. Our Wonder Woman narrates, I fought to keep bitter tears from springing to my eyes as... And in front of all the laughing Amazons, Evil Wonder Woman approaches her laboratory, and she says... Now... I'm going to get Steve. Even if I hadn't won the contest, he would choose me when he sees what a little square you've become. And then in a fantastic close-up panel of our Wonder Woman with her tiara all askew, tears coming down her face, her narration continues. While I waited, and she's thinking, I feel as if, as if my heart is breaking. But I'll stay just to see Steve once more before I leave. Then she narrates for the next panel. Suddenly, to my astonishment, Steve ran out, but with what a difference! And our Wonder Woman thinks... Great Hera, this parallel world has had the same effect on Steve as it had on me. He's been changed to about my age! And indeed, we see Steve running out with very baggy clothes on, and he is a youthful boy as well. Evil Wonder Woman's in the background, and she looks absolutely shocked. And youthful Steve is looking back at Evil Wonder Woman, and he's saying... I don't want you. You're too old for me. There's the only Amazon I want. <laughs> Cameo appearance from Pimply Faced Youth from The Simpsons there, listeners. Diana, our Diana, narrates the next caption, which says, On the flight through the strange cloud, back to our own world. And we're inside the cockpits of a robot plane. You can see the purple cloud in the background, wisps mm -hmm. of that, just very subtly. And indeed something is occurring, because Wonder Woman says... I'm beginning to feel strange again. And Steve says, I too. And the next panel we can see they look a bit older. And Wonder Woman says... You're ageing, Steve. Y you too. In the final panel, things appear back to normal as Wonder Woman says... You're exactly as you were. So are you, beautiful, and I'm still in love with you. How about a kiss to make up for lost time? Oh, God, that's terrible. That's 
Right. <laughs> it's not quite the end of the story, though, listeners. It's on the page to page 23. The final page of this story. It's a massive change of location. I see a drawing of a, of a man, dark-haired fellow, probably comparative age to Peter and I, sat at a typewriter. We can see a nice leather patch on the elbow of his jacket. He's got a pipe. There's a sign on the wall behind him that bears the legend RK. And the camera, if you like, tracks in towards him over this sequence of panels. As he says, What's that, reader? You say Wonder Woman lost? That it's the first time she ever lost a contest? You're right. But did she lose? Wasn't the prize Steve? And who finally wound up with the prize? Well... And the tiny caption says, End. <sighs> Robert Kaniger once again appearing in his own comic. <laughs> He likes doing that. This is very much the end of the Kanagar era of yes. Wonder Woman. This is the, the second last issue that he does. The penultimate Kanagar, so to speak. Yep. And this is almost like a greatest hits of yep. all, all the tropes that he's used before. We've got Wonder Woman meeting a parallel version of herself, which has happened several times, as regular listeners will know. Yep. We've got another Amazon contest. Good yep. grief. And we've got... Questionable relationship dynamics. Yes, and Sleazy Steve as well. Yeah, and sharks. And, you know, (laughs) because I'm pretty sure that they were in the Brain Pirate story. Obviously, the Uh contest is very similar. I think, was it the Forest of Giants? Was that in? Yes. Yeah, uh, that uh story, which we did ages ago now. It's in every second Wonder Woman story, it really seems like. You know, we've talked before about how they were trying to liven up the Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. comics and make them more interesting. But this is just Canagabra numbers phoning it in. We've seen it. There was nothing really we hadn't seen before. And honestly, yeah. the thing that just... I mean, it rattled along. It's mm-hmm. not a difficult read. Mm-hmm. But it's just canning up numbers, isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that, as we said at the time, Wonder Woman's evil twin doesn't turn up until the final panel of part two of this three-part story. And, the, and that's crazy. the whole thing. You've got... You know, it's, she turns up on the final panel of page 16. That's basically barely a quarter of the story yeah. that she's actually in. Mm-hmm. I thought the artwork was nice. Yeah. Really, to be honest, there isn't much to say about it. I don't think we haven't said already. It's another parallel world story. That's mm-hmm. our remit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're charting the multiverse. Yep. So there we go. There's a another yet an, yet another Wonder Woman. I'm thinking that Wonder Woman's probably met more duplicates of herself I agree. than any other character. <laughs> yes. That we've done so far because Flash just meets the same Flash all the time. Although he's yeah. got Johnny Quick. That's yeah. fine. But we haven't seen any others. Yeah. Uh, Superman slash Superboy has maybe met a few more if you include Super. Does the, um, the Superboy ones? There was the Super. Yeah. I mean. We haven't really too many stories where Superman is other. He's gone to other worlds, but he hasn't really mm-hmm. met another su- Superman as well, such. Ultraman, but that's, yeah, so I was going to say we don't one. know. If, you know, was that Ultraman? You know, he's probably the closest sort mm-hmm. of analog, isn't he? We've done so many Wonder Woman stories, and to be honest, it's a while since we've done one, but they're all yeah. kind of blurred together in my head now, to be honest, because <laughs> there isn't much to really differentiate them. Yeah. I think the one when she kept getting zapped by electricity and. She met that guy called the Master, mm-hmm. and you know she Master stood next of to Earth's the twin worlds. Yeah, she, yeah, she stood next to the Eiffel Tower, which was in the middle of a field, and, and all that. You know, that was probably the one that, that stuck in my mind the most. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And again, the Master only turned up right at the very end of that, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. This is, um, <laughs> let's talk about Kaniger turning up at the end just to spell out Rod Serling style. Yeah. To spell out what we obviously saw. Do you think he had this extra half page he had to fill and thought, do you know what? I'll just put myself in. I don't know. I mean, looking at it again, it's like it's who finally wound up with the prize. I think, to be honest, Evil Wonder Woman did best out of this because she wasn't stuck with that flighty Steve Trevor that changes his loyalties at the drop of a hat. You know, Evil Wonder Woman's probably better off. She yeah. probably had a heart of stone. Very much femme fatale look with the. Yes, that's probably a better way of putting with, it. With Certainly the, a little bit more, yeah. bit more minxy, a bit more saucy. The de aging thing was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. 
we haven't had too many different physical laws in parallel worlds in, yeah, in all the stories we've done. So that's mm-hmm. quite an interesting sort of side effect. It's a great punchline that Steve was de-aged as well yeah. and doesn't fancy seductive, <laughs> sexy, cougar, older Wonder Woman. No, he's, he's not seen The Graduate, so no. he's, he's fine. Or American Pie or, <laughs> or anything like that. That's quite funny. That's quite a nice little sort of twist mm-hmm. on it. But of course, it's weird how we spend two thirds of the story with Mister Gargoyle, and then he just yeah. vanishes after they fly away from him. In his only appearance. This mm. is, I mean, if if it had been an existing Wonder Woman foe, there's a lot of these like throwaway Wonder Woman foes that would have been a lot more interesting if he just reused them yeah. and actually built a bit of yeah. mythology, a bit of continuity around them. Uh-huh. That would have been fun because it does kind of imply that this guy has been after Wonder Woman for quite some time. Yeah, but. He's not. And those scenes were horrible. I mean, the shark pit's hilarious, but just Mm -hmm. those scenes of him forcing himself on her, Mm -hmm. that's that's very unpleasant to read. And again, the fact that he's wearing a mask is is weird because you see all his facial expressions through it. Yes. So it seems strange that they actually mention wearing a mask. Yeah, because what he says, long before an explosion in my lab, Ruined my face forever, forcing me to wear this mask. I mean, that's that's a whole untold story right Uh there, you know. It's a very creepy face that he's got. Yeah, imagine he'd been an existing Wonder Woman foe who had this accident and then took on this new persona. That'd have been really interesting. Yeah, or a guy who'd maybe been in a story as a sympathetic character and mm-hmm. then was injured and then turned to crime. Or is that maybe a bit too Harvey Dent? I don't know. Yeah. Is, I mean, I suppose there is a touch of the Harvey Dent, mm-hmm. you know, disfigured. And, you know, yeah. You know, I've seen some criticism of the latest Bond movie for making the baddie, and some of the Dan Craig Bond movies making the baddie someone who's been disfigured, and mm-hmm. coincidental, that's what's going on here. Very unpleasant character to behold, it must be said. Yeah, although I do like his cravat. Mm. Yeah. And indeed, you know, creating that shark pit, he must have, you know, got those sharks, filled the pit. He has mm. to obviously maintain the sharks with this. Mm. this whole idea in his head of, this is what I'll do, or is that just generally what he keeps? He keeps his sharks in a pit, yes. fills it up yeah. and has this craggy outcrop in the middle of it, so just in case he's got any, yeah, anybody he wants to capture and just torture It's them. obviously been designed and like customed, I mean was it done in such a way that was that was required specifically for Wonder Woman and the Wonder mm-hmm. Woman and Steve situation or did he have it hanging about as he tried this on other couples? Might have done, Might have done. You know, It's just like, oh, I mean out of all the Wonder Woman stories we've done, this is the one that has left the, the worst sort of aftertaste in my mouth to be honest yeah. it's quite, it's quite Steve, grotty Yeah, Steve is horrible, he's yes. absolutely yes. horrible yes. in this you could do so much better, Diana. There must be mm. other folk out there that you could you could go with. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, the, the readership were not keen in this either because we've got one more Robert Kaniger story and then after that there's a fill-in issue. Yep. And then we're in the all-new era of Wonder Woman, of course, where she basically becomes Emma Peel yep. from the Avengers. Yeah, ditches the powers and the, the familiar uniform and gets into more contemporary sort of clothes and yeah. kicks about with, what's the little chap with the bowler hat called? I Ching? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it is, yeah. It's, um, yeah, different times. There's probably other podcasts that talked about that sort of stuff. We won't really be going on about it. Although that version of Wonder Woman will eventually pop up in yes. one of the JLAJC uh-huh. team-ups. So we will see her at some point. She hangs around for a few years, actually. Mm-hmm. It's very much really the only the Earth 2 Wonder Woman that maintains the, the traditional outfit. Yeah. Fascinating. I wonder what people thought about it at the time. If only we knew, but sadly there's no reader reaction for this story in the letter columns. There's a lot of general chat about Wonder Woman and yeah is uh, there anything sort of saying you know for God's sake Kaniger give it up <laughs> <laughs> no I think I think we had all them and we covered all them previously but I'll just go through some of the letters from some of the future issues there's a letter from Joe Merdman from Topeka Kansas who says personally he thought that the golden age bit was a little overdone right and he said actually a lot overdone to be accurate uh, he was not a fan of that uh, experiment but again this is all just like a hangover from that they're still talking about that even though that was uh, quite a while back now 
Mm-hmm. There's lots of chat about the relationship between Wonder Woman and Steve and where's, where it's going and is it a good thing? Should this be the direction that the stories are going? Someone asks about Wonder Woman's hair that looks more like a wig. Is it real hair? So yeah, but later on in the run, Wonder Woman, just a couple of issues later in issue 180, there's a nice column called Wonderful World of Comics. Of course, yes, I've seen a few of those. Yeah, yeah. it covers uh, just basically some general letters to DC. One of them asks, whatever happened to Metamorpho, Dial H for Hero, Plastic Man, Rip Hunter, Secret Origins, House of Secrets, Sea Devils, etc. Right. And the answer is they've all been discontinued for one reason or another. Spoilers for some of the future stories we're doing. The factors that affect cancellation of strips are varied and complicated, so there we are. But, interestingly, there is a chap called Barry Zloucher, who asks whether or not today's Superman and Batman are the same Superman and Batman that appeared in the Golden Age. Ah. And if it's true that the Daily Planet was originally called the Daily Star, now the answer to this is, both the Superman and Batman strips have changed and developed in the 30 years of their existence, and most of the fans I know consider the first few years of each strip to be about the Superman and Batman of Earth 2. Right. It helps to explain the little inconsistencies, such as the fact that Clark Kent worked for the Daily Star in the first few strips, and the fact that Luther was originally depicted as having red hair. So there we are. We've not really come across any Earth 2 Superman lore yet. No. Really. He does pop up... He's not in the next, I think it's the one after the next, mm-hmm. JLA, JC, so he's, I think it's the 69 one when you first yeah. see him. We have had Earth 2 Batman related yes. stories in the past, but uh-huh. it's interesting that they, they mentioned Superman in particular there, and also the uh, Daily Star, which was the, the original paper yes. that he worked for. Uh-huh. I've seen people say that there's not an Earth 2 Daily Planet, because it appears really early on in his run, but right. to be honest, it's, it's newspapers, you can have more than one newspaper in the world, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It could be an Earth to Daily Planet. There's not a problem with that. It's really interesting that people are talking about that at that time and actually asking all these questions about the parallel Earths and about Earth yeah. 2 and how it works and how yeah. to factor in history that's existed. Because obviously, what's one of the things that we've talked about vaguely mm-hmm. before is when was the shift? To be honest, I think part of the part of the fun is the the vagueness of all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and working it out. Yeah, and obviously, some of the stories that we'll be doing in the next while involving some other returning DC Golden Age characters mm-hmm. all factor into that is that working out whoever I mean I was doing a tiny you know this is how far ahead we work listeners I was doing a little bit of prep for the issue of the Doom Patrol that we're going to be doing very soon mm-hmm. and what a can of worms Robot Man is for example <laughs> as well as you yes. know obviously people like Vigilante and Blackhawk who we've talked about already mm-hmm. you know and, and their whole saga and of course Airwave and Wildcat who I can't wait to talk about oh yeah <laughs> definitely, there's, definitely there's all sorts I don't think there's any more Wonder Woman parallel Earth type things coming. Obviously, there is the period when the storyline bumps over to Earth 2 yes. during World War 2 to tie into the TV series. And we'll cover all that, yes. Yeah, we'll be doing all of them and mm-hmm. looking forward to it very much because there's some brilliant, brilliant stuff in those stories. Mm. They're a little while off, obviously, but this is probably the last Wonder Woman-centric story we'll do for quite a while because, mm-hmm. as Pete said, there's the whole her whole Diana rig period for a while. Yes. And then that last run, she gets kind of rebooted again. And then ostensibly, there's a period when essentially her book becomes a team-up book for about two years as she yeah. tries to get back into the Justice League and True. gets cameo, you know, guest appearances from every other JLA member. And that covers about two years' worth before <laughs> yeah. we then get to the ones that we're going to talk about in World War Two. So it's it's safe to say that she's quite a kind of sketchy history for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame for such an iconic character. You think it's so weird that it took, yeah. what, Perez in the 80s to really nail down how to do it properly. Yeah, absolutely, yes. It's uh-huh. crazy. Yep. So there we go. That's our thoughts. <laughs> yes, those are our, our many thoughts. <laughs> some of them relevant to this issue and some of them not. But hey, what, mm-hmm. what can you do? What Indeed. can you do? What but can you do? 
But what are your thoughts? Yes. Please let us know. You can get in touch. You can email us at theearthtwopodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media because, as David was saying, we're putting up some exciting bonus material for this very episode. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. Yes, I'll see what I can do. We'll certainly get some some good panel highlights to let you sample the story if you don't if you're not able to access it. I'll see what else I can scrape up. I think I've got the Australian cover for it. Oh, exciting! Which is always fun. Good but I, we'll see what happens. So on, <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram, we're at the Earth Two Podcast, and on Twitter, we're at podcast underscore Earth Two. And of course, you can find this episode and all our others on our website. And that's the earth2podcast.com and it is indeed the number two for all of our relevant links. Well, on that note then, I suppose. Yes, I've been Peter. I've been David. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Earth Earth 2 Podcast. Transmatter cube activated. Return coordinates set for Earth Prime. And our wonderful, and our wonderful, and our wonderful woman thinks... (laughs) 